with the power and control of big tech companies. The critical thing to do right now is to be in control and own your media. Launch your platforms. The best time to have done this was in the year 2000. The next best time is this moment right now. You are welcome to this episode of The Billion Effect. My name is Zubio Peters and I'm glad that you are here. This podcast is about leveraging exponential technology to create massive world income and influence this decade 2020 to 2030 to you know, reach a billion people, to make a billion impact, to make a billion dollars if that is your goal, all right? So today's conversation is an interesting conversation that many people are feeling, especially entrepreneurs, many people are feeling, but they have not yet quite figured out a way to navigate this path. So I want to shed a little light on this. Last week, from the time I'm doing this recording, I witnessed an event which was a very incredible event. There's a chance that you heard of the event or probably even was live. The Coalition to Save Internet Businesses by Rich Sheffrin, it was a 24 hours live webcast by the internet marketing gurus of gurus, the internet business gurus of gurus, Rich Sheffrin. Now, Rich Sheffrin did a 24 hours live webcast. This dude literally did not sleep for 24 hours, you know, talking with several people, taking questions and, and giving incredible answers. But the interesting thing was that he did his live webcast with some of the giants of the internet marketing, internet business world. So great guys like Russell Bronson of ClickFunnels, Mark Fordicke, Michael Masterson, Billy Jean is marketing, Neil Patel, Todd Brown with Camp5, Jeff Walker, product launch formula, Mike Fusin, Groove Pages, Webinar Jam, and the rest of them. Ryan Des, digital marketer, Andy Fraser, Mike Dilliard, a lot of really, really seasoned internet business marketers. A lot of guys that have been around for 15, 20 years. They've done millions, hundreds of millions, even billions online, and are actually still available today, still playing the game, big, bold, making a lot of money, making a lot of impact. It was an interesting event to behold. Of course, I didn't stay the whole 24 hours, but there were a lot of things that happened in those conversations that confirmed different conversations I've been having with different people over the past few weeks and months. And I want to highlight on one or two of them and how it actually concerns you as an entrepreneur, a business leader, a key player this decade, as someone who is going to make a lot of difference, make a lot of money, have a lot of influence. You need to pay attention to this. So we are not oblivious to the fact that big tech companies are doing a lot of massive things. We can't argue the fact that they are contributing. However, we can also dispute the fact that a lot of things they do right now do not serve the smaller business owners. They do not serve people who are just entering the market by bringing fresh ideas into the market. Uh, these companies are literally ruling and dominating different aspects of online marketing, your online business, your online experience. Because I work with lots of clients in their marketing strategy, campaign setup and design, many times one challenge that we run into, which I know you must have, if you're an entrepreneur, you've been doing some things online, you must have encountered it at some point, 
is um, ads account disabling. So, for example, you are running Facebook ads and the ads are working well, you are making money, you have finally nailed down the real target audience, the core offer, the core message and things are going smoothly and boom, Facebook comes and they shut you down. Now they do this to thousands, quite frankly, millions of businesses. They shut you down, disable your accounts. In some cases, they even get rid of your page totally, right? And it doesn't even matter how much you actually spend with them. So some people spend thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. A couple of businesses have spent millions of dollars and yet Facebook shuts down their accounts. So it's crazy because these are their platforms. They control it. They do whatever they want to do with it. And rightfully so. It is their platform. It's their investment. It's their energy, their resources, their creativity, their time. So they do whatever they want to do with it. The thing though is that it may not be in your own very best interest. So years ago, you'd accumulate, you spend your money and accumulate lots and lots of followers. So 100,000 followers, a million followers, 5 million followers. And Facebook does this thing where they just changed the whole algorithm and then you can barely reach 2% of your entire followers. So people spend millions of dollars to acquire lots of followers that they can't even reach unless you dip your hands into your pocket and spend your money, right? And this is not just Facebook. In all the other platforms, on Instagram, they flip the algorithms. On YouTube, you know, they can take your content down. They can close your account. And there have been some very prominent YouTubers that their accounts got shut down, right? Maybe not as crazy as Facebook and Instagram and the rest of them, but the thing is, these are their platforms. They own it. They are in control of it. For example, if you want to go into the physical product space, the kind of crazy data that Amazon has and is controlling, they have probably the most sophisticated data, AI, and algorithms for buying online in the entire universe. Because these guys know what you want to buy before you even buy it. They suggest to you what you're going to buy next with a very high level of precision and accuracy. Their AI and algorithm is incredible. So if you are going to go into the online space for physical products and you want to play big, you cannot ignore them. These are big companies that, interestingly, companies like Amazon, they have the resources, they have the funds, they are willing to go so low cut their margin so low and still stay in business. Now, these are legitimate concerns. If you're a business owner, you want to do serious business online this decade. And you should not ignore the internet space because it gives you tremendous advantages. Besides, besides, 4.5 billion people on the internet, that is massive. 4.5 billion people online. The internet is critical. It's a critical space that we are going to play in that we must just play in if we are going to have a voice this season, this decade going forward. But what happens when all these big tech companies keep flipping the algorithms because it serves their best interest? Now, I get it. They're in business to make money. They're in business to grow. Yes, they're in business to make an impact, to solve problems, but they're also in business to make money. They're in business to do what makes them successful. So just like the early time of Google AdWords, you could get your cost per click at a very, very incredibly cheap rate. 2002, 3, 4, 5, 2006, even 2007, right? Instead of going higher, I said increasing, I said increasing, and then clicks you could get for seven cents. Now you get them for maybe five, six, fifteen dollars per click. I mean, it's crazy, right? You just keep driving the ad cost because it's getting more 
more awareness, more visibility. People are you know, trooping in, using their platforms, and the ads keep going up and up, driving cost per lead for small businesses higher and higher and higher. Why are they doing this? They're doing it because they can do it. That's a simple, that's a simple explanation. They are doing it because they can do it. What are you supposed to do instead? How are you supposed to respond to all the power and control of big tech? I mean, a few of these companies control a lot, a large portion of data. No small businesses, even government institutions do not have the kind of crazy data that these powerful companies have. For example, Amazon controls half of all online sales, half. Half of all online sales, physical products, Amazon control it. That is a lot of data. That is a lot of power. That is a lot of control. And 2 billion plus people on Facebook, that is about almost half of all the people online are on Facebook. These are crazy things that you need to think about. And so the challenge that most people have is that they are building their audiences on these platforms. So... I mentioned it in some other episodes, I think we've seen practical applications of the internet this decade. One of the things I mentioned was audience building. It is becoming more critical than ever since everybody's coming to the sudden realization, oh, the internet is going to be very instrumental in influence, impact world this decade. More people are coming online, more people are selling online. As more people are selling online, the voices to be trusted are reducing and reducing and reducing. Audience building is becoming more and more critical. To have an audience that feels understood by you, an audience that trusts you, an audience that see you as an authority and follow you, your recommendations, your services, your products, whether it's personal, corporate, social, religious, institutional, academic, whichever kind of authority, positioning, and trust they place on you, to have that kind of advantage you need to build an audience, right? You need to have an audience that does not just relate with you as a commodity, as a generic product service company business. No, you need to build an audience. Now, many people understand these facts to a level. However, when we talk about building an audience online, one of the first things that come to people's mind is to have a hundred thousand, a million, 10 million Instagram followers, 10 million YouTube subscribers, 10 million Facebook page likes, 5 million Twitter followers, you know, 100,000 connections on LinkedIn. And these are good, decent metrics and, you know, milestones to hit. The problem is, is that you are not fully in charge of those followers. It is not your data. They are not yours. It is owned by these big tech platforms. And they can flip the switch. They can decide, for example, earlier in the days, if you had a million followers or a hundred thousand followers on Facebook, I mean, you were made at some level because you could bring your products, your ideas, your services, and it could spread. You'd have a lot of interaction. If you put out great content, your audience can engage with you. After a while, Facebook say, hey, if you do not spend your money, you cannot even reach up to five to 10% of your entire audience. It means if you had spent your money to do influencer marketing, if you had spent your money to run ads, and you built your page likes to a million followers, when you share content with your ads, though you have a million followers, it cannot be seen by 50,000 followers. 
can you imagine the loss in resources and energy and productivity in time so when we talk about building an audience and you are building the audience on other people's platforms think about it as building your house on other people's real estate right they are in charge of the real estate and without hard contracts they can do whatever they want to do with their real estate now you see the terms and conditions, but how many people actually read these terms and conditions, really? Because they're going to click accept anyway, right? So this is very important. And here's the interesting thing about these big tech companies. First, when they are starting out, they welcome entrepreneurs, visionaries, they welcome you with open arms, with open minds, you know, they give you leverage, they make it easier for you. The cost per clicks, the, the app costs are low, the, the cost to get impressions, to get you know, reach a lot of people, they are low, they welcome you, they give you leverage, they do all of these wonderful things. And with that, it is easier to make, you know, a lot of money at a short time, at a short burst of time, to have a lot of influence at a short burst of time. And as more people get there, more people are addicted to it, it is growing and they have more stability, more control, more power, then they begin to do what they want to do, which may or may not be in your own best interest. What is the solution then? The solution is to build platforms and own your media. Own your media. Listen, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these companies, they can take away what they were doing. There are several pages that were existing before, but they don't exist anymore because a few people reported and Facebook shut it down. Sorry that I'm mentioning Facebook. I have nothing against Facebook. I like Facebook. I like Mark Zuckerberg. I've never met the guy, but you know, as an entrepreneur. So the thing is, you have to build an audience that you own. When you build an audience on all of these platforms, you essentially do not own them. These platforms own them. Now, don't get me wrong. These platforms are great for a couple of things. One, they are great for making money in the short term. Right, And while we are looking at the long-term vision, we have to be making the money on the short term to sustain us to get to that long-term vision. Right. Secondly, these platforms, they are great as channels, as pipes. You use these channels right now primarily as traffic sources to your own media, to your own audience, simply because of the fact that many people are already on these platforms. Right? A lot of people are already congregating there. You can get some of your best audiences there, some of your best clients, some of your best customers, partners, expertise, skilled, talented workers. You can get them on these platforms. You use them as a channel. You use them as a means to an end, not the end in itself. So a lot of people spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of power, resource, thinking, creativity, to build up following in many platforms like Vines. And one day the company comes and announces that it is shutting down. People have millions and tens of millions of followers. What are they going to do now? They've put all of their life. And for many people, that was their source of income. That was their source of livelihood. That was where their business generated revenue from. And now it announces shutting down. So what are you going to do now? Right? And we've seen it happen with so many different platforms. You know, back in the days of MySpace, in the early 2000s of MySpace, several people were there that had relevance, but as the platforms went down, they were out. Now, it doesn't look like Facebook 
Instagram, Google, YouTube, it's going to shut down anytime soon. In fact, it doesn't look like any of them is going to shut down this decade. They have smart entrepreneurs and solid teams working on it. They look like they know what they're doing and they will continue for a while. However, there are so many pages and so many businesses and so many accounts and so many profiles that were there that are no longer there right now because they flagged your account, they disabled your account. And right now they're working with AI and algorithms. So it's not even the humans, right? Once the algorithm perceives that you are doing or saying something that is not totally in line with their values or their culture or their policy, so sometimes you have to appeal and the, the human elements say, oh, okay, I see, sorry, it was a mistake and they reactivate you back. Sometimes they don't, right? You have to protect yourself this decade. You have to own your media. You have to be in control of your media. You have to own your platform. Own your media. Very important. Now you may say, Zuvi, I hear you. You said own your media. Do not solely build on all of these platforms. How exactly do I own my media? What platform do I build it on? The answer is simple. Email. Email. Now, before you go and say, oh my God, email marketing is dead. I heard email marketing is dead. Please hold on and let me clarify a few things. Amongst others, email is still one of the most powerful, right? There is mobile where you can get people's numbers and you can reach them directly. But email is still one of the most powerful. You see, many people do not even realize but email has been around for so long, it even outdates even the public internet itself. The first ever email was sent in 1971. That is a couple of decades ago by real Tom Linson. So email is quite frankly fundamentally part of the framework of the internet. So it's not a platform like YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or Google that is you know that runs on top of the internet and owned by you know billion dollar corporations. For email, there are no owners, there are no corporate owners of email. It's free. You own the asset you build, you decide how to operate it. You decide what to write, you decide whom to write to, right? Email essentially is free. And listen, if you're using an email marketing service and it's not working out or they're shutting down or something is going wrong, simple, you export your email assets. Your email audience, they are your asset. You export it, you take it on assets. It is yours. It is your media. You are in charge. You are in control. A lot of people will be thinking, but I learned email marketing instead, or I've done email marketing and it's not as productive as it used to be. A lot of people have that experience. One of the main reasons I mentioned the Coalition to Save Internet Businesses by Rich Sheffrin earlier when I started this episode of the podcast is because of this. So there was a part or a segment in that 24-hour live webcast where there were about five internet marketing legends talking at the same time. Rich Sheffrin, Mike Fusin, Jeff Walker, Ryan Des, and Andy Fraser. Now, they were talking about, with all of this transformation in big tech, with all of these happenings and all of these occurrences, and we're going to see more and more going forward, artificial intelligence changing everything. What is the way to build an audience today? And Ryan Des gave a very interesting answer, which was something I really, really resonated with, which is a conversation I've been having with so many different people. He said, if I am going to start building an audience today, I will take the same approach I took 20 years ago. I am going to put up a one-page website and try to get my first 1,000 subscribers as fast 
as possible. Interestingly, when you hear that, and if you have any experience in internet marketing, email marketing, and you have experienced the decline in open rates, click-through rates, and all of that, your mind would be, but that is not as effective as, you know, running a retargeting campaign on Facebook on your videos and you can make a lot of money and all of that, which there is some level of, you know, reality or fact in it. However, that conversation with those five seasoned marketers showed something that though it seems like email marketing is not working for so many people, it is actually not working for people who do not really understand how to use it. And by now, you know that if I say understand, I'm not talking about the technical aspect of it. Earlier, when I started paying attention to the internet marketing space in the early 2000s, when you got on someone's list, on someone's email newsletter, you got value upon value upon value upon value upon value. Then up until, say, six, seven, eight years ago, it was typically a pitch fest. It goes into anybody's list. They were selling you something, selling you, selling, 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 selling you hard, selling you every single time. I personally, I was sucked into that and got into my email list. I started selling and selling and almost everybody stopped serving and started selling. Listen, there are some guys that are still doing it great with email marketing. Some guys are crushing it big time. Guys like Andrew Chaperon, Tiny Little Businesses or Autoresponder Madness. This guy gets sometimes 90% open rate when he sends an email, 85%, 80% open rate. And when he acts as an affiliate or joint venture partner for some of these big internet launches with a tiny list of, say, under a thousand people, he usually outsells many people that have giant lists of 30,000, even a hundred thousand people on their list. This guy understands the art of email marketing. He is somebody that you are supposed to take a look at his works. Andre Chaperon, A-N-D-R-E-C-H-A-P-E-R-O-N. Andre Chaperon. Take a look at him. Take a look at his works. Email marketing is still effective. You just have to learn how to do it right. So you can build an audience that you own on email. Of course, there are other sources and people are becoming more creative on how to capture data, with email, phone numbers, people use sources like Telegram. However, though Telegram is great, it is still somehow owned by a huge platform. But email, you own it 100% and you can move it around. The key here is to return back to a post-trough service. Listen, a lot of people are selling online, a lot of people are pitching online. Some people, all they are doing is asking you to buy and buy and buy. There was a time in your email inbox, you could count only a few unread. Right now, for most people, thousands of unread messages, especially if you're subscribed to some of the list of these, you know, internet gurus and companies and organizations, you kept getting email newsletters, you kept getting emails upon emails, pitching products, pitching services, asking you to make an appointment to come and buy, right? We need to get into that act of serving our audience, DP, serving them, getting to know them, knowing their pain points, preferring solutions to them. Regardless of whether you are a personal brand, a corporate brand, a social brand, a religious brand, you need to passionately get into the habit of serving your audience via email. Listen, I, I check my email from time to time. I check my email at least once every day, right? Some people sleep on their emails. Some people check their emails 10 times every day. I don't think that's productive, but some people check their emails at least you know, multiple times, five, ten times every day. Some people check their emails every hour, right? 
people will continually use email. Email is a hard-coded part of the internet, right? What we need to do is to be able to get their attention and earn their trust that when they see our emails, they will open it. That is what we need to learn and figure out. Not that email marketing is no longer working, email still works. However, you need to learn how to do it right. For example, there are a couple of people I always open their emails. There are a couple of people I almost always open their emails and there are a couple of people I almost never open their emails, right? So we all have them. We have to ask ourselves, how do we get from almost never to always open emails, right? And if you are speaking to a, a segment of people that you resonate with, you are speaking to a target audience that you are adding incredible value to, you are solving their core problems, you are helping them get some outcomes, then you will do great with email marketing. So with all of the noise that will be increasing this decade, because a lot of noise is already on ground, but with all of the noise that will be increasing this decade, you need to refocus on saving deeply. Not just how can I sell more? Because if you think about it, most times, if you're already into email marketing, when you are planning out whatever email marketing campaign, you're thinking about, oh, what headline is going to make them open? What am I going to write that is going to make them click? What am I going to write that is going to make them buy? So you're thinking about what is going to make them click, what is going to make them open, what is going to make them buy. You're not actually approaching this with the frame of how to add the greatest value to them. The businesses that will thrive and survive this decade will be businesses that will figure out the outcome that the prospect, the client, the audience, the market wants and re-engineer your business to be able to adapt to provide that outcome. So it's not just, hey, we must use this platform or we must use this medium, or we are in this business. It is going to be about, we help X get Z outcome. And all your business activities would be to help them move from that point, X to point Y, right? You have to transition to saving your market deeply. That is one of the most credible, potent ways to build a brand this decade. Move from selling to saving. When you serve well, and put the right offers in front of your market, they will buy. You would be able to distinguish yourself. So it is important that you own your media. Own your media. Virtually every thriving business owns their media. So it's not limited to email, right? The podcast I'm doing like this, it's a form of media, right? YouTube is a form of media, right? The question is, how much control do you have over all of this? And why we use all of these platforms right now to make money in the short term, to grow our businesses, to get more eyeballs, more visibilities, more opportunities to our businesses and our brand and whatever we are engaged in, it's important that we channel all of this attention to building our own lists, building our own media. It was important 10 years ago, it is important today. It is likely going to be important in the next 10 years. Now is the time to launch your platforms. With the control and the power of big tech companies, now is the time to own your media. Now is the time to launch your platforms. Because in the next one year, by 2020, the number of platforms that will be launched would have multiplied greatly. Now is the time to build your brand so that your audience knows you, so that your audience can interact with you one-on-one. -on -one. Whether that is via your blog to your email list or your podcast to your email list 
or through, or through Facebook advertising or through YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or even there are so many other different traffic sources that are not social media. So many different traffic sources. Interestingly, according to McKinsey, email remains a significantly more effective way to acquire customers than social media. Nearly 40 times that of Facebook and Twitter combined. There are over 3.8 billion email users sending and receiving over 280 billion emails every day. 280 billion emails every day. Now think about this. The first email was sent almost 50 years ago and almost 50 years later, email is still going strong. Email is not likely to leave us in the next few years. Build your audience where you have total control of your audience. When you build an email audience, you own that asset. It is an asset that can keep producing for you over and over, provided you nurture them, provided that you treat them well, you give them value. You don't burn them out. You don't suck the life out of them. Own your platform. Own your platform. Start your platform. Launch your platforms. Build your own audience. Do not rely on Facebook and YouTube alone. Build your own audience. I think this is important. I think this is an important conversation that many have ignored and even said, hey, it doesn't work anymore. Please begin to build your own audience. Do not just be sucked in to the ease of social media. While you work social media, begin to plan, begin to allocate resources to build and own your own media, own your platforms, solidify and relearn the skill, the right expertise of email marketing. This is going to be very instrumental for entrepreneurs, for marketers, if you're going to sell, if you're going to make money this decade. All right. So I hope this has been valuable to you. I hope listening to this episode of The Billion Effect was very helpful. If you found it helpful, please do me a favor, share it. Share it with somebody. Um, go to iTunes, give me a review, and please subscribe. On whatever platform you're listening to this from, subscribe. And like I said, share it. Send it to somebody. Let somebody listen to it the billion effect so till i come your way in the next episode this is rubio peter saying you can reach a billion people you can make a billion dollars you can make a billion impact around the world have a wonderful time mm -hmm.